Welcome to the Harrison Faith Church Podcast. You're about to hear another inspirational message from Pastor Brian Herring. It's our prayer. This message is an encouragement and blessing to your life. Today, we've got a special guest. If y'all remember a few years back, we uh, had Feed One come and talk to us about it. But I'm honored today because the guy who's here with his lovely wife was one of my very first ever mentors in my life. Um... I was on a missions trip in Queretaro, Mexico, where I met him for the first time. Me and our lead pastor went on a missions trip once by ourselves before we took students with us, and we ran into this group from Saxe, Texas, which is just outside of Dallas, Texas, and uh, we were so impressed with their youth ministry and their group and everything that they did. Um, so we uh, went on another missions trip the following year to Queretaro, took students with us, and then we had their youth group come and minister in Mineola, Texas. Mineola is like a small little blimp. In fact, there's no traffic lights because everybody knows where you're going. You know, <laughs> you don't need anything. Uh, it's that small of a town, 4,521 people. And uh, man, they did such a, just a impressive job. And then they invited me to come check out their youth ministry. And uh, then later on, I served in Dallas and got to know him even better. And then he went on to work for Convoy of Hope in Springfield in, 20, in 2000. So uh, it's been over 21 years since I've got to see him face to face. But this family, him and his lovely wife, Robin, or, um, have made a huge impact on Sandra in my life. In fact, when we named our daughter Michaela, we really wanted to name her Michaela because that's their daughter. And uh, Michaela will remember me calling her Michaela all the time growing up because that's what I really wanted, but I lost the battle. Uh, <laughs> Sandra's worried they get too confused over the matter. But uh, it is such an honor to have him here speaking, period, and much less about such a great topic and such a, a great ministry as Feed One, which is a connection of Convoy of Hope. So if you will make my friend, Mike Redmond, feel very welcome here at Harrison Faith. He's going to come today. Amen. Amen. Hey, we were young once. That seems like a long time ago. But uh, I tell you what, it's, I'm excited about being here and being with Pastor Brian and Sandra and, and Michaela uh, and, uh, and you folks this morning. It's an honor to be here, and uh, it's an honor to have you as one of our partners, uh, part of our family, what you're doing with us, not only here in America, but a but around the world. And I wanted to take, really before I jumped into the Feed One part portion of today, I wanted to take just a few minutes and just maybe brag on God a little bit. You know, I, I don't know how to get into a, seg a segment like we're fixing to jump into, except for just to say God's done some great things, okay? Last year was a tough year on a lot of people and a lot of ministries. And we've seen God do some miraculous things last year, 2020, at Convoy of Hope, again, here domestically and around the world. And, and, you know, 25 years ago, we were passing out bags of grocery off the backs of a pickup truck. And, uh, and then God just got a hold of this thing and exploded it. And uh, I have just a little clip that I wanted to show you that just shows a little bit of what 2020 was like. It feels like last year got put on pause. But thanks to you, we have seen more people served and more lives changed by the love of Jesus than ever before. 
We are the Help Enhanced Food Pantry of Teaneck. She was in the hospital for 17 days and then was put on um, a ventilator and then she didn't make it. I'm still waiting for her to walk through the door. We had to close, but we had limited resources. When sometimes you don't, with no pun intended, you don't feel there's hope, your truck came rolling in. You gave us that little oomph we needed to get back and fight for what we need to do around here. You inspired a lot of broken people to get back up. They say God moves in mysterious ways. Oh, I came in a tractor trailer. <laughs> you make stories like this possible. Thank you. Isn't she great? And that was just, you know, just a little bit of what God did last year. Uh, let me just recap some of those numbers for you. And I'm, I'm, I, am, I am excited. You know, when, when we got into COVID, our president came to us and he said, listen, this is not time for us to back down and for us to close the doors or for us to put the brakes on. We've got to do more than we've ever done before to resource churches across America because now they're going to be reached down into their immediate neighborhoods. They're going to be taking care of people that they've made, they've never met before. So I've got this vision. He said, I want us to, to feed 10 million people across America. And I've got to tell you, when he told me that the first time I looked, I thought, okay, uh, let's do it. But I had a little bit of faith. I didn't know, 10 million, that, that just seemed like that was an awful big number to, to try to feed. So we started doing that. We started going out and looking for partners, and, and, and God started blessing, and, and we started rolling trucks into these neighborhoods across the country and, and started resourcing pastors and churches. And then we got to 10 million people. And then we got to 20 million and then we fed 50 million people. And then we fed 100 million. And then we fed 150 million. I'm just going, man, this is just so far. And we stopped at 200 million people in one year across the country. Again, just rolling into these communities and, and just resourcing churches. And that was our heart. We wanted to resource pastors and put things that they could take into their neighborhood. But part of that that uh, slide that you just saw, that, that, that video you just saw, talked about 21 different program countries were in all over the world doing great things. 2,200 program centers. What's a program center? It's a, it's a school. If it's an orphanage, it's, 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 a, it's a home. It's, it's something that, that we have established a ministry program center in one of these countries. We've got 2,200 of those now all over the world. And you saw that we're feeding 387,000 children every school day. And again, it's part of what you're helping us do all over the world. And, you know, a couple of things that you may not be aware, and I just wanted you to know, again, as, as a partner, as a family member, what you're helping us do. We, we have a, a program called Women's Empowerment Program. Again, in these 21 different countries that we're in, we're going in, and, and in most of these countries we're in, if you're a single woman, single mother, for whatever reason, you're, you're a second-class citizen, so we, we just, we, we saw this being repeated time after time, and we said we want to target that community. And a number of years ago, we started an empowerment program where we would equip 
we want to educate and we empower women and girls in these countries. And last year, we were able to do 46,000 women went through our empowerment program and where they were equipped, they were encouraged, they were educated. And then they were able to receive seed money to go out and start a business within their community. So now, you know, it may be putting beads together, necklaces, chains to sell in the market. We've, we've, we've bought pigs, we've bought chickens, we've bought cows, we've bought all kinds of things to resource these women so they make a better living for their families. And we're very excited about what God is doing through that. The other thing is our agriculture program. We get excited about agriculture. You know, this really started about 15 years ago in Haiti, and we're feeding about 60,000 children a day in Haiti alone. And uh, that's, that's a, a country that you just don't have a whole lot of resources in. So we were actually, we were shipping everything from Springfield, Missouri to Haiti every single month to take care of these children. And on one of these trips, we were there, and we just saw, man, there's a vast amount of land in Haiti that's just brown and that's just not being used. And farmers that don't understand how to, how to do aquaponics uh, or, or aqua uh, planting or, or any type of irrigation. So we hired a, a doctor of agriculture. We brought him on the team, and we started in Haiti, and we started just teaching farmers how to plant crops the right way. And we started saying within our feeding programs, we don't mind feeding these children. We just don't want to be feeding their children. We want to help them. We want to have sustainability within their communities. So we started teaching these farmers, and within five years, they started yielding a crop that they've never seen before. And now in Haiti, we can say we're buying a percentage of the food that we're using in our feeding program in Haiti. We're now buying from these farmers who have learned how to, to better build uh, their, 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 their aqua uh, systems and grow their crops. And uh, we're buying it, and we're feeding their children. So it's just amazing. Disaster response, you may be a little familiar with that, uh, more familiar with that. We, in response, uh, in, in, instead of or including COVID, uh, we also ministered to 26 different or responded to 26 different uh, disasters here domestically and 36 internationally. And uh, I'm sorry about this. this, this part of old age right here, uh, dry mouth. Um, let me just say, you can be assured, Convoy of Hope, we're very transparent, we're very open, and, it, and it's important for me to say this because I'm proud to say this, that for 17 years in, the row, the, in a row, the, the, the biggest watchdog in America called Charity, Charity Navigator has granted us, again, 17 years in a row, we've got the highest ranking in Charity Navigators. Last year, for the first time, Forbes looked at Convoy of Hope and, and put us on their top 100 charity list in America. So out of the millions of charities here in America, we are number 84 in America now by Forbes magazine. We didn't know they were going to do that. They just informed us and said, hey, you know, congratulations. We said, yeah, we'll take it because that's what God is doing. You know, all over the world, the enemy is using poverty and hungry and hunger to keep people in oppression, to keep people from thriving. The devil uses those things. And as we transition, I wanted to, to show this video to you. This is a, a video of a, of a family of a, of a young girl that was outside the feeding program 
and then came inside the feeding program. And I wanted you to just walk just a little bit of the journey with her and, and see what God was doing in that family. Go ahead and show that video. In the shadow of a mountain of garbage in the Philippines lives seven-year-old Sherry. She isn't in school. Instead, she scavenges through the soggy garbage pile looking for recyclables to sell. Or she watches her little sister or spends back-breaking hours at her mother's side washing other people's clothes by hand. On many mornings, Sherry is weak and hungry because I can't always feed her. This breaks my heart. Many poor families, like Sherry's, have no place to settle other than in places like this. Here, most of the families that are considered poorest of the poor, are, they leave one to two dollars a day. The parents of the children here would come to the dump site and uh, sort trash. Sometimes they sell it, sometimes they use it in their household. Since moving here, Sherry has watched her friends get up in the morning, put on their uniforms, and head off to school. And at lunchtime, they have a meal. She would just look at kids and think that, when can I go to school? When can I play with those kids? Because she would just stay in their home and look after her sisters. Sherry asks me if she can go to school, and I tell her, just wait. You'll be in school one day. This leaves her heartbroken. Where Sherry is heartbroken, her mother is at a loss for what to do next. But Sherry won't be one of them. Today, proper nutrition, clean water, and hygiene education are transforming Sherry's life. Sherry is in school now, too. That's why we partner with schools. Now, the teachers could encourage the parents to just send your kids to school because we have foods for them. We help increase the attendance of the kids in school. Now that my children have food to eat, I believe they will grow up, finish school, and get jobs far, far away from life here in the dump. For Sherry and her mom, life is different today than it once was. And one seemingly small thing made that difference. Your kindness. Isn't that remarkable? The power of just uh, feeding a child every day. Hey, turn with me in your Bibles over to Matthew chapter 14. And I want, I want to read a story to you uh, uh, that was happening 
at that moment in Jesus' life. And let me just say that, that as we progress through this morning, it's not about a fundraising effort this morning. It's about a lifeline. You know, I've, I've met Sherry. I've been in that community. I've seen that school and uh, uh, just outside the dump and, and watched God do some amazing things. But I want to pick up this, this story in, in, in Matthew chapter 14, starting with verse 14. And it says, when, when Jesus landed, he saw a large crowd, and he had compassion on them. And he healed their sick. And these, as evening approached, the disciples came to him and said, this is a remote place, and it's already getting late. late. Lord, send the crowds away so they can go to their villages and buy for themselves some food. But Jesus replied, no, they, they don't need to go away. You give them something to eat. Well, we have here only five loaves and, and two fishes, they said. And Jesus said, bring them to me. And he directed the people to sit down on the grass, and he asked the five loaves and for the two fishes. And he looked up into heaven and he gave thanks and broke the loaves. Then he gave them to the disciples. And the disciples gave them to the people. And then they all ate, and they were satisfied. And the disciples picked up 12 baskets full of broken pieces that were left over. And the number of the who ate that day was about 5,000 men besides the women and, and the children. When Jesus looks at the condition of mankind, he has compassion on them. But the first response from these disciples as Jesus was displaying his compassion was, Jesus, send them away. Get, just send them away. If, if I can't meet their need, Lord, I don't want to see the need. Just, so just send them away. Let them go and, and let them go to, their, to these nearby villages. Let them fend for themselves. Let's not let their problem become our problem. Father, and you, you got to know Jesus was, was at the height of his ministry here. He was busy. He was busy healing people. He was busy uh, uh, delivering people. People were coming to know Jesus Christ. I mean, this was the, high, uh, the highlight of, of Jesus' ministry. And he found himself, after having crossed a, a lake and after a busy day of ministry, his, his cousin just died, and, and he was wanting to get away and just kind of just pray. This large crowd followed Jesus out of need. They had need. And it was during the end of the day, Jesus got to the end of the teaching. He looked up, and it says he had compassion on the crowd as he looked at them. And he said, these people don't have anything to eat. And he looked at his closest disciples, and he said, hey, guys, you, you need to send these. You need to get something for, for these people to eat. He said, maybe go to the nearby village. Find something for these people to eat. And they said, Jesus, there's 5,000 men here, not counting women and children. There, we, we don't have, if, if, even if we had a, a year's wages, we don't have enough money to feed these people. Just send them away, Jesus. Send them to the nearby villages. And Jesus knew that if he sent them away at that moment, those hungry people were depending on their own resources to find the relief to hunger. And Jesus said, I can't do that. And he looked at them. He said, guys, why don't you give them something to eat? And he said, Jesus, we, we don't have it. 
But Jesus looked at the disciples, and Jesus just says, man, I, I want to meet their need. But listen, I want you to see, and I want you to feel what I see and what I feel. I want you to have this heart of compassion. And when he said, give them something to eat, let me just tell you that the most powerful form of evangelism today is, is, to, is to serve someone in need. It's to love someone that's unlovable. And it's to give hope to someone. It's to give, to give hope to a child that's in a hopeless situation, maybe like Sherry. It's, it's hard for us to imagine that a family, that a child could live in a city dump and depend on that for their food and the resources that they have to survive on every single day. Jesus said, look at them. He said, you do something about it. You give them something to eat. And then that day, Jesus just said to his disciples, why don't you just bring to me what you got? You don't need to explain it. It doesn't need to be a lot. Just bring to me what you got. And they said, okay, Jesus, here it is. We got five loaves and two fishes, and that's it. And Jesus said, that's fine. I just need you to bring to me what you had. I didn't care if it was this small. Then he looked up to heaven, and he asked God to help him as he blessed what he had in front of him. Jesus had compassion on them. 300 and 87,000 children every single school day depend on you and I, Convoy of Hope, to bring them help, to bring them food. And that's amazing. And we're, and we're excited about that, but that's not where we want to stop. Can I tell you that even though we've got 387,000 children in our feeding programs today, we have thousands of children, 140,000 children today like Sherry that are on a waiting list waiting to get into the program. And why, why can't you do more? We're trying to do more. We want to do more. We want to get to a million children. You've got to know that's what's driving us right now. Everything that we're doing as an organization, we're saying we've got to get to a million children every single day to receive food in our feeding programs, in our, in our uh, program centers all over the world. But they're on a waiting list today. And we've got to do that because we want to take care of the children that, we, that we've already got on our list. But I've been in some of those countries, and I've seen those children on waiting lists. On my phone, I've got a picture of a little girl. I keep it on a phone because I go back to it every now and then just look at it. We were in Manila, Philippines. And I was at one of the feeding sites. It was a school, and uh, we, were, we were fixing to do one of our short-term mission trips there and, and bring a team in. We are going to build a kitchen for this particular school. So I was there looking at that, and I, I happened to be there right at the time of lunch when they started feeding the children. So I hopped into it. I got into it. I got the plates. I got the bowls. I got the spoons. I started helping feed the children. And as I turned around and looked, and I kind of looked across the street, there was this little girl about four years old in a red tattered dress, that's about all she had, and we were right outside the dump, just looking at me. That could have been my granddaughter. Four years just looking at me, outside the feeding program. And, and, and I said, that was years ago, and I said, I'll never forget her, and I never have, because I'm using that little girl to remind me, it's great to be where we're at, but we have so much more to do. Because we have so much many more children out there. You know, I was in, in uh, Tanzania just, just a few years ago. And again, at one of our feeding sites with, 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 one of my, with one of our partners. And 
we, 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 we did the feeding program. We fed the children. They were all happy. They were all glad. And then I noticed that the, the cooks who had just been cooking over an open pit, they were cooking some rice and some beans. And, and what they did with the pans, the pots and the pans, is after they got done cooking them, they kind of set them behind so they can wash them later. But I washed as a group of, of boys outside the feeding program, find little dirty rocks and stones and come to those pots and pans and just scrape the bottom to get whatever food they could get off the bottom of those pans. Sabu, I'll never forget watching a, a, a group of, of boys running after a rat. And they weren't playing. They were serious because that was all they had to eat. Jesus looked down. He had compassion on them. $10 a month. You've got some information that was put on your, on your seat there. You can grab that. You can start looking at that. $10 a month. That's all it takes. $10 a month. And for $10 a month, we can, we can provide food for a child. For $10 a month, we can make sure that child is getting clean water. $10 a month, we can make sure that child is getting a presentation of the gospel every single day. Because that's what's happening in our feeding program sites. They're hearing the gospel of Jesus Christ every time they have a meal. $10 a month. The, the four big global giants, disease, poverty, illiteracy, spiritual emptiness, why other people are, are running away from it, we, you and I, you and I, you and Convoy of Hope, we're running back into it because we believe that God can take something so small as us and use us in such a powerful, significant way. We are striving to make things better. We are striving to make the kingdom of God bigger. $10 a month. And we've got to believe that it doesn't matter how small the gift is. It doesn't matter... Jesus takes it, and he blesses it. And he says, I want to take what you've got. Zechariah said, it's not by might, it's not by power, but it's by my spirit, says Lord. I can't make sense of how God is using con. I, I don't know. I was, I was right there at the beginning. Uh, Pastor Brian and, and Sandra, they were at one of our very first big city outreaches just on the outskirts of Dallas, Texas. And I started with Convoy soon after that. And I've seen, I've seen God just, just, just blow this thing up. You know, we have a foundation, a principle that we live on at Convoy of Hope, and it's just simply, and it was stated by our president years ago, and it was just, there's about 20 of us gathered around the table, and he looked at us. He said, guys, listen, we're going to base everything that we do in this ministry, in this organization, on one thing. If our motives are right, and if our hearts are pure, God can do the miraculous. 
And that's what we do every single day. That's why we're so proud of organizations like Forbes magazine picking up on this, this Christian group here in America doing what we're doing. That's why we're so proud that we're so open and honest about our, 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 our finances and our integrity, that we want, we, we allow these organizations to come in and, and, and look at us. And, and so when we get a four-star rating from, a, from Charity Navigator, we're saying, wow, we're still doing what we promised to do from the very beginning. And let's make sure our motives are right and our hearts are pure. $10 a month. That's all it takes. Jesus says, I can't, I can't send them away because I can't unsee them. He has compassion on them every single day. You know, here's what I do. I've got six people in my family. My wife, two grandchildren, my daughter, son-in-law. And every single month, we give $10 a month because, because we're blessed enough to live in America. And we don't have to, to go to a dump somewhere to try to kill a rat to eat. But as a family, we gather around and we say, you know what, we're going to support what Convoy of Hope is doing through our feeding program, $10 a month. And Pastor Brian's going to come back here in just a second. He's going to give us some instruction on what to do. But you can see you can fill this card out. And I want to ask you to fill the card out because I want to take these cards back with me to Springfield because we can make plans based upon the, the progress that we see all across the country and services like this happening today. We've got people that are coming on the, into the program. They're new, and we're saying, okay, we can get that child off the waiting list. We can get that child off the waiting list. That one's been on there way too long. We can get them off the waiting list because we've got people that are standing with us now and are making a difference. But uh, before pastor comes, you know, I was rereading this story Thursday, Thursday afternoon, I read the story one more time, and I, I couldn't come today if, if I didn't listen to the voice of the Spirit that says, listen, I, I, I want you to talk about feed one, but there's one more thing I want you to do. At the end of this passage, if you look, it's verse 20, it says they they all ate and they were satisfied. And then the disciples, the 12, they went out in these baskets, 12 baskets, and they began to pick up the broken pieces. You know, our, our worship leader this morning hit it right on the head when we started service today. You know, some have come today and you feel like your, your whole life is nothing but just falling apart and broken pieces. Let me tell you something. Jesus values you today. He values enough that he showed up today, and he says, you know what? I'm going to pick you up. You know, some have come today, and you may be here, and, man, you're just waiting for the next big thing to happen wrong in your life because that just seems to be the cycle that you're in. You're here today, and, and, and you, don't know, you don't know what, what you're going to do next. Maybe you're broken today. Jesus is saying, even in a feed one service today, I want you to know I place value in you today. So I want to speak to you today. If you're here and you're saying, man, I... I don't know what to do next. Let me, Jesus has come today because he loves you. He loves you. And that's why you're here. You're here today to hear that one thing. Out of everything else that's been spoken today, you need to know Jesus place value in you. You're important to him. He knows where you're at. He's going to pick you up. Just like he picked up these pieces, nothing goes to waste. 
Your life is not a waste. Doesn't care what you've gone through. Doesn't care what's been done to you. Doesn't care what, what you're fixing to go through. Your life is not a waste. Jesus has value for you. You are important to him. Pastor, if you could come and just kind of wrap this up. But as he's coming, I want to pray for you today. I want, I want to pray for, for that one specific point, that for those that have come today, that you would have an encounter with Jesus, that you would feel Jesus himself lifting down and just kind of just putting you back together. So, Father, I pray today. God, even upon this day, an important topic, one that's, that's close to my heart, as we are striving to feed more children all over the world, God, I would not have allowed myself to come and to serve today without just expressing what I felt. You dropped fresh in my heart this week. And that is you value every one of us today. We're important to you. So for those that perhaps come today and they find themselves in a place where they are broken, maybe their life is in pieces. They can't make sense of what they're going through right now. Maybe it's a cycle of just one bad thing happening to another. Today, God, you're here to stop the cycle. Because you have compassion on us. You love us. So, Father, I pray today that you would do that for whoever is in that situation today as we're sitting right here. God, that in this moment, right now, God, that you just begin to put us back together. You pick us up. You're not throwing us away. You're not going to put us in the garbage. But, God, you're going to put us back in the basket because there's value. God, I pray for it in your name. Amen. Thank you, Mike. So if you have this form, we want you to fill it out. We're going to have some of the guys come up and collect these momentarily. But you also, during church, about 11 o'clock, got a text in church. You're like, what is that? Unless you haven't ever subscribed to text in church. But in that, uh, it, says, it gives you a link. And if you'd rather give online or you'd like to sign up online instead of using the cards, you can also use that link by tapping on it. It'll go straight to Convoy of Hope's link. It'll let you be able to give straight to them or there. But if you are interested in helping with this, and you, listen, we want you to pray about it. We want you to be able to give this. We're excited about what God's doing, and we want to take care. I, listen, it, it, it's, it's amazing what happens when you can feed someone, how they're more open to hear the gospel. And so we want to be, help be a part of this. It's a great ministry. Living this close to Springfield, we hear about Convoy and all the great works they do around the world and in this nation. And so we want to be a part of that. I'm going to ask our ushers that come at this time as our team comes forward. Giving you plenty of time to fill these cards out. guests in this place, listen, make sure you fill out a card or text in church. We want to get to know you. Mike's already prayed, so I'm going to just let it, these guys go ahead and begin collecting these cards now and turn it over to the worship team.